Back here at Lawler Arena, Mike Macknick and John Leahy are with you here on AM 1400 WLLH, where the Warriors lead Maine. The score is 4-1 to one after 2. Game 2 of the Hockey East quarterfinals, and the Warriors are 20 minutes away from advancing to the Garden for the Hockey East semifinals for the first time since 1998. Joining us is Adam Woden from College Hockey News. First time in this building tonight, huh, Adam? Yes, I was told to expect that I should wear a sweater, but I think they've improved things over the years. Yeah, it's a little warm in here since those days, I'd say. The other thing is the sellout crowd will do that to you, too. Yeah, you know, I, I was so energized myself just before the game started. I love atmospheres like this. You know, there's a lot of new buildings around, and, and you know, this has been renovated and whatnot, but it still has that old barn kind of feel, and a lot of people think of that as a negative, being so small. But when you have a crowd like this, it reminds you of the, the old day. I'm not old enough for, like, for example, Clarkson's Walker Arena, but that's what people tell you it reminds them of, you know, that small feeling where a few hundred people can, you know, tear the roof off just from uh, the, their enthusiasm. It also shows you, I think, you know, we talked with Tim Whitehead, the head coach of Maine, before the game, and, and he was talking about those two points, two points here and there, and, and, and as it turned out, standings, Merrimack, the fourth seed, Maine's the fifth seed. Merrimack only beat Maine out by two points in the final standings. If Maine got two points somewhere else, they, they would have won the tiebreaker. This series could have been up in Orono. It could have been totally different. And, you know, that series uh, was pretty ugly for Merrimack that weekend against Maine up there. So, absolutely. And I do think that, you know, he also talks about once their goaltending goal allows a bad goal or so, not all of them were bad, but stoppable uh, for the most part, uh, a couple of them anyway. You know, the guys start to get frustrated, get down, and, and, and the crowd feeds into that as well. And I think you're seeing that come manifest itself in the chippiness that Maine has shown here as well. Well, let's talk pairwise. I mean, that's the most important thing that we we have to do right now, I guess. Uh, you know, we, we had talked about it during the week, and then, the, you know, last night's game, after last night's game, uh, that's the big question. Everybody wants to know. Mark Denny, he was asking me after last night's game, is Merrimack in after winning the game last night against uh, against Maine? Your thoughts? Yeah, I'm sure you've been doing a good job educating the masses. You're, it's the first time you've had to do that, right? And the Merrimack audience for the most part, which is great, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it looks like it's a certainty at this point that Merrimack will make the NCAAs. I don't see any path for them not to. Uh, certainly, obviously, if they win this game, it's a foregone conclusion because then the most they can get after that is one loss. So, um, But the way things are breaking as well, the Union is uh, tied with Colgate. Uh, you never know if uh, Merrimack can move up as well. But regardless, uh, they're going to be in, of course... As you know, College Hockey News, this weekend we'll be rolling out the uh, famous You Are the Committee tool, which you can go to collegehockeynews.com to find out uh, and play with. There'll be a link on the front page there, so I don't have to give the exact uh, URL. But um, that'll enable you to plug in results of next weekend's game and uh, consequently see how the pairwise ends up, at least predict how it'll end up, and then you can see where Merrimack might end up in the NCAA regional. So, you know, that might be a new thing for people. You should check that out. It's, it's uh, pretty cool tool we have. I think some people want to know what's the chances of them ending up somewhere in the east where more folks presumably would be able to drive and see them play. So that would mean Manchester or Bridgeport. And, of course, certain things would have to happen for that to be um, The biggest thing that's going to have to happen is New Hampshire's going to have to lose a couple games because, obviously, if New Hampshire's a three seed in Manchester, Merrimack will not be there. I mean, they, they hold the form right now and it's a two seed. Exactly, yeah. So, uh, and, and I think that even if, if Merrimack wins this game, I think that's also pretty much a done deal. I mean, you never know, but... Uh, two seed, you mean? Two, I'm pretty sure. I mean, obviously, crazy things can happen, but it, I would I would venture to say that that's 90% going to happen. But, uh, you know, so, so again, so, so Bridgeport is obviously the other possibility. 
And, you know, again, it depends on BU. I and mean, BU could sneak into a three seed. And, uh, of course, that the higher seed would have the advantage in that case uh, and, and probably be placed first. But, again, just to educate some of the people, as it, usually how it works is the number two seeds are placed in the bracket where it would match up with the one seed. So if you're the number one seed overall, the last number two seed would normally go in that bracket, but it's, you know, it's number eight overall. Number eight overall, so two and seven, three and seven. Now, these, the idea being that if all the higher seeds win all their games, then, then that's what you ideally would like to have in the, in the next round is one versus eight, two versus seven, and so on. Exactly. So let's say Yale right now, and Yale's looking strong to be a number one seed. They have to play in Bridgeport. They're hosting that regional. Hey, quick question. Can Yale lose the top seed overall? It's very unlikely. I mean, they lost last night. They stayed as a number one seed. They're not playing a team under consideration, which is one of the criteria. And so if you lose to a team that's not a team under consideration, that's actually not that bad. So uh, I, I'm pretty sure. But let's just say for argument's sake they are. They're going to be the number one overall seed. They're going to be in Bridgeport. So Merrimack basically would be there only if they were the eighth seed. I mean, unless the committee finagles things in order to keep teams closer to home. But it really comes down to weighing for the committee a team closer to home versus keeping the integrity, as they call it, the bracket, that one versus eight, two versus seven, and they'll weigh all those factors. Usually they try to keep the one, eight, two, seven, three, six, unless there's an overwhelming reason not to. I'm going to guess in a situation like that, they're going to keep the, the integrity of the bracket because I think the only other factor, you know, they're not going to say, well, Merrimack, you know, because whatever reason, deserves to play close to home. None of that stuff comes into play unless you're the host team, but I think what's more likely to happen is that they'll, they'll take a look at things and say, Bridgeport, what's attendance look like? And everything we, we've heard is that Bridgeport is all set for attendance. And, and, Man and Manchester, the same thing with UNH. So I, I would not expect any decisions to be made with regard to those two regions for attendance purposes. Well, exactly. You're right. I mean, it tends to be more about attendance, and there's no issue there. So really, for Merrimack fans, what you have to look at is if you want to be in Bridgeport, be the eighth seed. <laughs> now, I mean, you're making... No, that means you're going to get the top team, arguably the top team overall in Yale. Well, in the second round, you know, theoretically. So, I mean, if, if Merrimack wins the Hockey East Tournament, they're probably not going to be the eighth overall seed. They're they could Yeah, they could move up into one seed territory. Or at least five or six overall, in which case they're going to be paired with whoever's four and three. Right now... Uh, Yale, North Dakota, and Boston College are all but certain to be one, two, and three, probably in that order. So four is, can Boston College lose a top four seed? It's very unlikely. I mean, they are so far away ahead of Merrimack, I mean, of Michigan, which is four. It's really a big separation. Now, now one of the reasons, you know, in my opinion, is because, now you're assuming again that BC is going to get by UMass and get it get to the Garden. The reason is that even if BC did get upset, you know, considering BC to be the favorite in Hockey East, the most they can lose is one game. Right, exactly. So they're not going, they're, they're, let's just say they're going to be a three seed. Probably in Manchester, unless New Hampshire loses this series and it's a four seed, in which case they'll be shipped out west. So, so uh, again, you're going to be paired. Merrimack would have to be a six in that. Although, again, they're not going to be there if New Hampshire's there also. Uh, so it's not looking good, let's put it that way, for me to stay east, in other words. I would say most likely that's not going to happen. Uh, in, again, unless, you know, Merrimack could win this game, lose the semifinal, and finish like eight or, eight or nine. So that's still possible. I, that's a big difference, by the way, you know, I want to point out for people, because they break them into a band of four, and so whether you're eight or whether you're nine, you're, that means you're, they take the top four seeds, uh, one through four, and they consider those to be one seed. Then they take five, six, seven, and eight, and they 
put them in a band as two seed. Nine, ten, eleven, and twelve go in a band as three seed, and they can, you know, conceivably move teams within a band, but not outside of a band. So that means whether you're eight, whether you're nine, which yeah. that's that's the area that Merrimack's in right now, eight, nine territory. That is a big difference. Well, and a lot of it also is going to depend upon, you know, there might be a bunch of WCHA teams in that two, three seed territory, and they won't be able to play each other in the first round. So if they naturally fall to having to play each other, then that's when swapping is going to come into effect. So you almost can't really even play out all the scenarios at this point with so many factors at stake. Uh, so if, if you say, if I'm a betting man, let's assume this, but even that only has a 25% chance. You know, there's so many other things that could happen. But uh, again, if I had to make a guess, which I hate doing, I would say Merrimack would probably be out west. But, you know, so much could happen. All right, before we let you go, quickly, I know uh, College Hockey News, obviously, I know where they're working too. We're going to have the end-of-year awards coming up at some point. Uh, so let's talk about guys that uh, Merrimack fans are following. Mark Denny for a candidate for Coach of the Year. I know there are some other neat leaders up there for you as well. It's going to, I think, be a tough battle. But uh, some other guys, obviously, DeCosta, Kanata being mentioned. Possible. You know, DeCosta and Kanata have a chance to get in there. Either one of them are both as Hobie candidates. And also, take Denny versus Lehman or anybody else for Coach of the Year. Depends how much voting you'll be doing in this. <laughs> So, uh, you, know, you know, there's so many, I mean, certainly, those guys are tremendous. There are a lot of great players around college hockey, especially this season, putting up a lot of points. Lacoste is a tremendous player. His points are, his goals are, are far behind a lot of other players. I, I know that's not necessarily an indication of how those guys are going to be in that Points per game, he's still up there yeah. in the, you know, top six or something. You've got about four or five guys, though, right now hitting 30 goals. So it's, and some of them are padding their stats against some bad teams right now, but you know, you got Andy Mealy and uh, Riley Smith at Miami, Matt Spratton at North Dakota, even got guys at Boston College, obviously Cam Atkinson is another candidate. So, I mean, it's a tough call, really. I mean, we don't have to vote on it yet until the end of the, uh, until the regionals are here, so we have to fill up time. And I'm also on the Hobie Baker Award Committee this year, so I'm sure there'll be discussions there as well, and uh, all that stuff's going to come into play. All right, uh, Adam, great to see you as always. Call TalkingNews.com. Obviously, I'll talk to you again soon. All right, thank you. All right, Adam, welcome to our guest. The score after two. Merrimack leads me four to one.